0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Embrace the Chaos with Ruben and Marina DeAnda.
1: It's good to be back together. Yes. We released a few episodes uh, over the past month or so, mm-hmm. and that's catching up with uh, where we're at in our life, in our season. We also had an episode with our friends Dick and Anna yeah, G. Yeah, that was fun. And that's a lot of fun, talking yeah. about recreational companionship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're entering into a little bit of a season, part of our season, where we're going to talk about uh, marriage and actually get into singleness a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah. So we're excited about that. Yes. And we're going to have some interviews here in the next uh, few episodes, but uh, we wanted to start a conversation here uh, today uh, on Embrace the Chaos about marriage mm-hmm. and about singleness. And again, our whole podcast is about uh, the idea of embracing the chaos, which is, you know, the the idea of running into yeah. uh, what we have in our lives instead of running away from it.
0: Yeah. And that life is going to be messy. It's going to be chaotic. It's going to be beautiful yeah. and special, but um to embrace um embrace it no matter what and yeah. whatever season that you're in. Yeah, and one of the things
1: obviously that is chaotic is relationships. And relationships. Yeah. Relationships because we're all we all got our stuff are unpredictable. And so yeah. we never yeah. know what's going to happen and therefore relationships can be chaotic mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. hence why we wanna embrace that because there yes. are certain relationships that we're given that are of huge priority and importance. It should be. And should be. Yeah. Correct. Yes. So with us, for example, uh, this idea, uh, surface of embrace the chaos, we want to embrace the, the relationship that we have in our marriage mm-hmm. as well as our parenting mm-hmm. with our children. Yeah. And a lot of times we can, Uh, It's easier to run away than to run into it. And so that's kind of what we're talking about here. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Okay. So, Marina and I, Mm -hmm. over the past couple of years, Mm -hmm. we've been introduced to the uh, Peter Scazzaro's resources, the emotionally healthy spirituality resources. And we'll have those linked to our episode here today.
0: Mm -hmm. They're pretty Uh, popular, people. Yes. Yeah, should know about them.
1: Yeah, and it's mostly coming from a church world perspective. Correct. Right. Yeah. You want to yeah. talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah. Like in what sense? Like
1: just emotionally healthy, like where does that come from? Emotionally healthy spirituality and.
0: Well, I mean, I think it's. I, I don't know what you're talking. I don't know what you're referring just to. Just kind of, you know. Like, where did it come from? Yeah. Like, like what's it came the from idea? This author. He like was leading a church. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> come on, talk okay, about it. Yeah. He was leading a church um for many years yeah um, what with happened? with his wife his wife was like i can't do this anymore this is crazy i'm about to leave you and his family his marriage were falling apart his Correct. ministry was growing his church was growing but he prioritized his ministry over his marriage and family and so he went through this process and this journey of spiritual formation mm-hmm. right and um, getting back to what his priorities, what his godly priorities should be, correct, which is marriage and family, and so he wrote a book and now has um, this whole ministry um, that's been helping many, many people sort of shift their mentality of it's you know like it's more important of what I do. Because this can be like our mentality a lot of times. Like, I just got to get things done. Um, I got to produce. I have to be my best at the, um, what's the word? At the um, detriment of the marriage and the family.
1: Correct. So the whole point is, I don't.
0: Did I do a good job? Yeah, explaining that was that? that was a good job. That was Thank a good you. job.
1: Yeah, you gave a good little summary of the whole situation. So they <sighs> developed you. all these resources, right? Emotionally yes. healthy spirituality, emotionally yes. healthy leadership, right? Emotionally healthy church. All this uh, great content yes. that Marina and I, as ministers in the church, we have been yes. uh, just digging into in the past few years. And yeah. in fact, our our local church here in Greater Long Beach and uh, the Greater Long Beach area is going to be. Uh, diving into yes. emotionally healthy spirituality. Yes. Well, at the when and of when I read it,
0: sorry to interrupt. you. Yeah, that was kind of mean, but whatever. But we're having a conversation. Yeah, it's a conversation. So it's fine. conversation. That's how we. So thought. when I started to read EHS, it reminded me of that book, and I think we shared it on a couple episodes. Um. Anyways. Yeah. Um. With. That oh, book with, with by yes. Sky Skyjathani We'll yes. link that in the notes as well. Absolutely. Because it, it reminded me of how we view our relationship with God and how we, re- how we view like the work that we have to do in order to please God versus, um, what really God wants from us is, you know, like what it says in Micah 6, 6, like to love mercy and to act justly. That's
1: right. Micah six, Great. Yeah. It's good stuff. Okay. To love mercy, act justly and walk humbly with the Lord.
0: Okay. Yes. To get yeah. back to that. I love that. Yeah. It reminded me of that.
1: Yeah. The point being is that a lot of times in our yeah. lives, what we think is what defines us is what we do. Yeah. Our right. actions, our right. performance. Right. Whereas, where we should be living from is not by what we should what we do but more who we are right i want to be and not just do do right does that make sense my doing overflows out of my being right that's kind of the point of emotionally healthy spirituality so yeah delving into how this affects uh marriage and and family and and our stationed in life. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote a book called Emotionally Healthy Leadership. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. some of the concepts that we're going to share today have probably aligned more with kind of where we're at as uh, we, we lead a church, we lead a mm-hmm. con- congregation, mm-hmm. and we're involved in a lot of uh, different aspects of leadership. But you know what? Those of you who are listening to us, you don't realize it, but all of us are involved in some sort of influence in some sort of way yeah. and so some of what we're going to share today may be uh, helpful to you but it's somewhat some of it a learning curve for us so one of the things that he talks about uh, in his book emotionally healthy uh, leadership is the idea of leading out of your marriage yeah. or out of your singleness right so the point being that uh who you are that 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 life stage defines who you are, not necessarily what you're doing. That's right. And so I'm going to lead out of this. And he calls it, he uses the word vocation. Like it's your calling is to be a husband, to be a wife. On the side, you're a church leader or an entrepreneur or you know, you're, you're in management or you're working whatever job or an educator, you know, that's on the side, but who you are, your calling in life is to be that for somebody else. And as a single adult, as a single person, an unmarried person, same thing to lead out of your singleness, that, Mm -hmm. that this is a calling. And when you're secure in that, then what you do comes out of your enjoyment Yes. In that station in life, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, and it's so countercultural to you know our society today and yeah. how we live because a lot of times we get our our like our de- identity comes from our profession. our identity comes from the work that we're doing and that becomes um, like sometimes our priorities get all out of whack and mm-hmm. that goes at the top of the list. Right.
1: Correct. Yeah. Correct. So he, um, uh, so there's some really good stuff in the book. I want to kind of read sure. some quotes and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but I think we're also gonna share a little bit. We also want to share a little bit about how this has affected us mm-hmm. and or me part- specifically. Uh, Just you. Well, because there's like, you know. Oh. Their stuff. We're going deep. Yeah, we might go a little bit deep. Okay. But it also is introductory to a couple of episodes uh, down the line yes. that we're going to use some of this material and interview mm-hmm. different people, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the area of singleness. We want to understand that. We want to be able to in the in the church and the body of Christ. We want to be able to lift up unmarried uh, single people. Mm-hmm. But it is uh, something something that we have to be more curious about, learn yeah. about, yeah, and uh, those experiences. Uh, particularly in the church, which, you know, definitely has impact in our community. But anyway, the point, the the, the whole uh, idea here is that um, the vocation that we are going to lead, we're going to lead out of our vocation Mm -hmm. uh, as a married, uh, as a married person And it says, uh, he says here in his book, I'm going to read this, if this is okay, okay, maybe we can, you can respond to this. and yeah. uh, But he says here, understanding singleness and marriage as callings or vocations must inform our self-understanding and the outworking of our leadership. Our whole life as a leader is to bear witness to God's love for the world, but we do so in different ways as marrieds or singles. Married couples bear witness to the depth of Christ's love. Mm. Their vows focus and limit them to loving one person exclusively, permanently, and intimately. Singles bear witness to the breadth of Christ's love because they are not limited by a vow to one person. They have more freedom and time to express the love of Christ to a broad range of people both married and singles point to and reveal christ's love but in different ways both need to learn from one another about those different aspects of christ's love Mm. what do you think about that
0: that's a lot that's a lot yeah
1: do you want to read it to yourself
0: (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs)
1: I'm just kidding. Okay, but That's anyway, be edited out too. The point okay. being, yeah. the breadth, you know, singles, the breadth of yes. Christ's love. Yes, married, the the depth of Christ's love. Yes, you know, I don't know. What do you think about? All well,
0: that stuff? I think it's amazing, and it's a high calling. I think the part that gets challenging about it is practically what does that mean? Like yeah. on a day to day. You know, how do do I do that? Like when there's so many things coming at me, when the schedule is packed, when, um, you know, we're picking up and dropping off the kids, when there's um, tragedy that has happened. um, And, you know, I don't know, you know, obviously I'm not single, but for a single, like what does that mean practically when the world and even the church is saying it's better to be married versus Mm -hmm. single? So... How do you do that on a practical level? Yeah, how do you get to that?
1: Yeah well you know it's interesting he that he talks about that in mm-hmm. this in this chapter. He talks mm-hmm. about the idea that uh, in the church uh, in church history, in the first three centuries of the church, in fact singleness and virginity and celibacy, these were the things that were elevated amongst right. the church. Yeah. It was the marrieds and the families who were sort of second, Second class yeah. uh, citizens in the church. Like the right. ones who were brought up in front, the ones who led the way were these, right. the unmarried. And it wasn't until later in church history where marriage and family mm-hmm. and raising children became more of the Christian, sure. uh, you know, ethic, right. in, in a sense. And right. singles sort of became more of the. Periphery, right, in the church, and so yeah. it, that was fascinating to me to understand church history in that yeah. sense because uh, it is true. I mean, you read the scriptures, you realize a lot of the guys who led churches and traveled around and did had a lot of the influence were people who are unmarried. Right. And the freedom right. to, to go around and and, and travel and, and and preach the word and right. all that kind of stuff. But That's right. I do want to bring up I want I do want to talk a little bit more about how this has affected us. So sure, yeah. here's here's what I want to share. I want to share this. Mm-hmm. Uh Peter Casero in his book, he talks from a perspective of a church leader. Yeah. And he talks from a perspective of complete burnout in their marriage because he prioritized his church and performance uh, and his church and growth and numbers Mm -hmm. to what you said, the detriment of his relationship with his wife. Right. And he came to a point where his wife literally was about to leave him. Yeah. She left the church first. Right. And then she was about to leave him. Right. And that's what got his attention. Yeah. You and I have not been to that extreme. No. At all. Although
0: Uh, like our first year of marriage, remember I was like, I'm leaving. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's the first year. <laughs> I think that, that was Yeah, that was. Uh, was no, no, that was not it was fun. fun. Sorry. No, think it's it was fun. Funny to think we got two. Yeah, we yeah, got yeah. tools. We have. uh yes. we had a lot of different mentors to help us through. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to challenges. like. You don't
0: have to defend it. It's just it. It was. You like just kicked <laughs> me. And that really hurt like the sorry chin. i was just like <laughs> oh like gosh. you don't like anyway, a love tap it was yeah. a love tap you don't you don't have to defend it it was first year of marriage okay, okay. it was crazy it was crazy but okay. here's the
1: thing we've been married 18 years now we've yeah. been leading uh together working together in the ministry yeah. for a long time and yeah um, and
0: that's like on a whole nother level yes, is working together working and, together can be mm-hmm. provided its own challenges mm-hmm. there but yeah um
1: i think something that has really uh, convicted me and made me sad over over time. Mm-hmm. That I'm still currently like t- trying to work on mm-hmm. is um in my in my um leadership of the church and wanting the church to do great. Uh, I have had a pattern right that mm-hmm. uh you know I'll pick up my phone or I'll send that text message back or I'll get with so and so. I'll drop yeah. things in order to make sure that somebody is taken care of. And then we have our children and our children require a lot of attention and energy. And then it's our relationship and you have expressed, uh, multiple times. And this is kind of a transparent, uh, just confession here, Mm -hmm. how you have felt sometimes that our marriage gets the leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. My attention and my energy and my time as a husband. So as, as I'm reading this chapter, um, I'm becoming more and more. I mean, we've had conversations about this. Yeah. I've had, you know, um, what do you call that? Spurts of repentance and change and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. somewhat, I just c- continued kind of going back to this. I've got to do mm-hmm. in order to prove myself uh, to I don't know who yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and not viewing my leadership to come from a place of, wait, who I am right is a husband first right that's who i am yeah i'm a father that's who i am Mm -hmm. everything else comes after that Mm -hmm. right right and so we've had these conversations i don't know if you want to yeah speak to that well
0: in the book there's this example that he gives of this pastor that um, only sees his family once a year. It's kind of an, like an extreme, like yeah. He shares about the
1: extreme. It's, it's think, very extreme. Yeah, he seems a missionary. As, in China yeah, or he like
0: that. see yeah. he sees his family once a year, and uh, his little boy was um, like trying to like beg him to stay, and he was like get behind me, saying, "I was like, whoa, yeah." That's a very extreme. It example, is a very yeah. extreme thing, but I I do think because as Christians, like, we've become so good at, okay, we have to do what Jesus did, Mm -hmm. right? We have to, like, all these things that we have to do because um, that's what we feel like is our calling. That's what we feel like the priority is. That's what we feel like God wants from us is just to produce. Yeah. And we are not good at just being with God. And so I think in the same way, like, you have felt over the years, like, I have this role, God has appointed me to lead this church of his people, of his people. And so there's like this level of responsibility that you feel. And so sometimes it could feel like, you know, like it's a 24 seven job and you have to be like ready to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At all times. Now, obviously like what, with what we've shared before with sabbatical and Sabbath rest, we've changed a lot of that, but it still can be like this mentality. And I fall into it too. Like, okay, we've got to go, we've got to get with this person. We have to have this meeting and we have to plan this event. And we're thinking about your, your sermon prepping for Mm -hmm. Sunday. It's just, it is a lot. And not to mention we have four kids that, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Um, that we're raising and so I say all that to say like it's a lot like you have a lot on your plate and I do pray for you in that but I think what gets challenging is it feels like like I get the leftovers Mm -hmm. and you are when you come home you're so exhausted you're so tired and all you want to do is just like take a nap Mm -hmm. and so I feel bad like being like, I feel like I'm like a little puppy. Like, okay, play with me now. Like, you're you're back. Like, please give me your attention. Yeah. You know, and um, I don't like that. Like, yeah. I don't like feeling like I have to fight or if if like I'm gonna bother you. If I'm mm. gonna, I know you've been doing so much. Yeah, but I you
1: have as well. It's not just me. It's me. Right. I think Both of us. Again, we're in this uh, works oriented. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, vocation mm-hmm. as ministers. Yeah. Uh, at least that's the way that we have perceived it. Yeah. And understood well, it there's for many a, years.
0: Yeah. There's a reality of it. Like if we're Correct. just like, you know, chilling at home or, you know, not getting anything done, like that's not okay. Yeah.
1: No, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Like, like, there's like a, we got it. We still, we got to do a work. Job. Yeah. It's a yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. But the point that I'm trying to make is that, um, uh, this job mm-hmm. requires a lot, yeah. But it's it's still it's not my vocation. Sure, my vocation, yeah. my calling, right, is to be your husband, right, right, right. And if I can leave the church out of that calling, mm-hmm. it's just it, it becomes it changes the right. priorities. It right. changes the the energies that are spent or the resources or the mental emotional yeah uh, energies that are that are you know
0: yeah invested and, and practically speaking because like it's like well how does that play out into daily life yeah i think one thing that we need to get better at is our quality time Correct. Yeah, because I think even working together, it could feel like, oh, we're, 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 we're always we're yeah. together. Yeah.
1: No, but here's the thing, though. Like, even Scazzaro right. in his book, he yeah. he talks about, you know, a weekly date night is not the fix. Right. Right. It's not, yes, practically, there are some practical things that we can do, and that we have done, and that we are yeah. doing, which is encouraging. But yeah. it's not so much the practical thing, it's more the attitude. Sure. I think, for me, that's more the issue. Is yeah. Is the attitude the perspective that this is my most important human relationship. yeah. So what does it look like then to influence and lead and have impact from that space, from a space of this is I am Marina's husband. yeah, and this is who I am. This is my calling is yeah. to be her husband, right To be Bella and Rocky and Maya and Jonathan's dad. Like, this Mm -hmm. is my calling. Um, And I think something that has impacted me a lot is uh, in the past few years, we've been talking to a lot of different uh, people about this idea, but um, when I think about where we're at and where we have influence, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the statements that stands out with me is probably the best thing that we could give to To the church mm-hmm. is our example in our marriage, right? Our example in our family, and it's not perfect, yeah. but at least this is some this is something the church sees that we value and hold in a high priority. And
0: our children too. The best thing that we could give our kids is yes, a healthy marriage. A healthy marriage. I do want to go back though, because I totally understand, and that's you know mm-hmm. um, what I understood from that chapter as well. Is it's a It's a mind, like a mind shift, right? But I think personally, I feel like like, I want to see, I want to see it. Like I want to see the practicals. Like that's what what matters most to me because you can have this mind shift, but you're still like getting caught up with the schedule. You're still getting caught up with, okay, like, like the people pleasing, right? And You can say, yeah, I'm Marina's husband, but then like, where's like, where's the proof that that is actually like how you feel yeah, and that, and you're prioritizing that. Sure. I don't know. For some reason, like in, like to me, that matters the most. And I know it starts with the mind shift. I totally understand that. But I think what has been hard over the years is, okay, you say you're prioritizing our relationship, Mm -hmm. but... Where is the date night? Where is the prayer walks? Where is that connection time where at the end of the day, we're just sitting and like recapping mm-hmm. the day, which is, there are rhythms and they're things that we do, but sure. they're easily.
1: Yeah. It's easy. Like, it's like e- we yeah. we go pretty strong yeah. for a bit and then we sort of backslide a little right. bit. Right? Yeah. And yeah. then we go strong again, we have a conversation, <laughs> yeah. and we go strong again, yeah. and then we backslide a little bit. So right. obviously, there's something there that uh, I'm still needing to grow in, Right. you know, I'm still yeah. needing, and I'm grateful, I'm grateful that God put you in my life, because you have mm-hmm. dispensed and given a lot of grace, mm-hmm. and you have been able to express your concerns and your desires and your longings and we've had some good conversations about it. Yeah. And we've ha- and not to and mention, thankful.
0: I mean I'm grateful that, you know, you're describing me in that way, but there have been times where you know, I lose it and I go off and mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. It's marriage. It's marriage.
1: But the point being, I want to I want us mm-hmm. and I want those who are listening to us who are married to think man, I, you know, th- to think of marriage as a vocation, yeah. as a calling, because yeah. this is, this is my way of showing the world what it looks like, what the, what the gospel of Jesus looks like. Right. Right. Yeah. Even Paul says that about marriage. He's like, you know, the, 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 uh, husband loves the wife, wife loves the husband, respect the husband, whatever. Right. Uh, he says in Ephesians five, but, but I'm talking about, Christ in the church, yeah. right? So he's his his like your marriage should point to Jesus. It should yeah. point well, and to you, Christ's love.
0: yeah, and you loving your spouse, you laying your life down for your spouse, you prioritizing your spouse, like that's gonna show if. You are truly following God, not how many people you invited to church on Sunday, not even if you're like serving in the church, like as an usher or on the worship team or in kids kingdom, like not even that, which all of those are really good things. The, the proof, as they say Mm -hmm. in the pudding is if you are loving your spouse, if you're married, right, that's going to show if you are. A true follower correct but the other thing i do want to say kind of going back is um i think that what i've realized is this is a season and so it, it is hard when i do feel like our time gets you know um gets the leftovers right um but i also i think that i've grown in giving grace because i realized that our kids we're still parenting school-age kids and we're still in the busyness of mm. drop-offs and pickups and all that comes with that and so i know that our marriage is gonna look differently in this season than when they're older and they're more independent correct and and it's gonna come with its yeah. own challenges
1: um do you know what i mean yeah i can see that i just don't want to like I don't want to, I don't want to see, I don't want to feel Yeah, like that's an excuse well, to no. not prioritize. Right, because I, like, like, I want, I want our marriage to be in the driver's seat. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, not I agree kids.
0: with that yeah. 100%. Well, that's good. We agree on something. I'm just saying that I give you grace. I give you grace too. <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> embracing the chaos of raising school age kids
1: we give each other grace
0: which is great amen And i love you well i love you too
1: so i think but i think it's been it's it's really great to be able to revisit this chapter yeah to be reminded of yeah. even in our desire to have impact and help people mm-hmm. the best thing we can do is uh grow in our marriage And, um, and yes, there are some practicals there. There is, um, you know, praying together. There Mm -hmm. is, um, date nights. Mm -hmm. There is uh, a connection moment, a connection point. Yeah. You know, throughout the day or at, or in the evening, you know, at night when we go to bed or whatever the case may be. Yeah. There are definitely some practicals there that, uh, that we have to continue watering Mm -hmm. for sure. So, yeah. Uh, The Mm -hmm. second part of this chapter Mm -hmm. uh, in Emotionally Healthy Leadership talks about singleness Mm -hmm. and living out of your singleness. And so I don't know if any single people listen to this podcast or not, but, you know, just in case you do. Yeah. um, Well, they will know. Yeah. I mean, we want to talk. I do think we want to talk about this because uh, our church is and the churches. You know, our communities are full of people who are uh, unmarried. Mm hmm. And probably will stay unmarried
0: or want to stay unmarried for a little, for a while.
1: I don't, I don't know, but we are very limited, obviously, in our understanding. Yeah, of that experience.
0: Yeah, we don't. I mean, we don't right. know. Yeah. yeah, because we're not we're not living in it. We're not in their shoes.
1: And we've been married. I mean, we got married. I was twenty five. You yeah. were twenty three. So yeah, you know, we've been married for a while since we, yeah our twenties and thirties. Yeah,
0: but we have really close friends that we love. Correct. That are single. And and currently,
1: mm-hmm. we've been working a lot with our uh, singles in their 20s and 30s. Yeah, And, and so we're, mm-hmm. we're learning their stories. We're understanding their experiences. Yeah. And it's been a, a beautiful, beautiful uh, time personally for me. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in seeing that and understanding that. Yeah. Uh, but you I know, love I love what he talks about this yeah. whole idea of for single people to live out of their single like to, to see like this is a calling. Yeah. From God for you to be able to show the world the gospel message by how you live sing- in your single life. right? And so I wanted to, what were we going to say? I'm sorry. Yeah, you sorry.
0: interrupted me. I mean, did I? You did. Okay. Anyways, I was going to say the thing that I have really loved and felt refreshed about being with our young professionals is when we get together there, it doesn't feel like they're all like, okay, like I'm unmarried. How do I get married? Like how, you know, who am I dating? Who am I getting to know? Like it's not focused on that. It really is focused on all of us collectively, um, learning about God and his word and, um, just being a community. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was going to read a story that he wrote okay. a, 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 a single woman in his in Pete Scazzaro's church wrote mm-hmm. her story oh, okay and I wanted to read it as a as an example mm-hmm. of you know living out of your singleness okay that prayerfully will inform our future uh kind of interviews and conversations we want to sure. have with some of our singles yeah. it says uh, this lady's name is Sue and um she says, when I became a Christian at age 17, I just assumed I would eventually marry. But I also knew that the first call in my life was to love God and others. I was to be a lover. So when I was 18, I bought a ring and engraved, it, engraved on it this verse from Song of Songs. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. It was a reminder that I belonged first to Christ. I didn't feel called to celibacy for life. I hoped to eventually meet someone to spend the rest of my life with. I did have one relationship that was serious, but he felt called to serve God in Africa. I did not. And we went our separate ways. So even though it wasn't initially my plan, I have embraced celibacy. I am now 64 years old Mm. and have had a very full life. Mm. In my work as a therapist, I have counseled both married couples and singles I also truly feel that I have many children, not biological children, but people I have poured my life into over the years. I have great joy and satisfaction in that. I don't feel I have missed anything. In fact, I feel incredibly blessed. Because I am single, I have been free to pursue many things that would otherwise have been impossible. I am also not under any illusions that marriage cures loneliness. Loneliness is part of being human. It is the invitation to open our hearts more deeply to God. However, that doesn't mean we have to live a solitary life. Mm. Even when I lived alone for 10 years, I made it a point to frequently invite people over singles, married and families. I believe she says community is a very important part of my life and our lives. I believe the church is a community. We are God's family. There is no reason for any of us to be solitaries. And then this is her last line. I love this. She says, says, my word to singles is, don't live like you're waiting. Live the most fulfilled, joyful life you can now. Mm, mm -hmm. And I think this is something that we're seeing uh, with a lot of our friends who are are single right now. Unfortunately, though, in the church, we have elevated the, the, the influencers right. are mostly married people right. and stuff like that.
0: Well, and I'm sure even for this woman, it, there's been ups and downs in her sure. singleness. And uh, it's yeah. not always that like feeling of like, I'm like embracing where I'm at now and I'm just going to enjoy it. It's a journey. It's a journey. Right. And I think as a community, as a family, we need to be there for everybody, yeah. regardless of what stage of life they're in. Yeah, or season they're in. Yeah, and it also,
1: and I think it also means, in the church, to expand the table Mm -hmm. of voices who influence the direction of the church. In other words, that's right. Right now, uh, in many ways, the most uh, the influencers in our congregation are mostly married people. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. How do we make room? Make the space? Create the environment? For single people to have mm. as much of an influential Or to feel like they can. And feel like they can, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. I also think we just need to be better listeners, too, like as married people with our single brothers and sisters is to just listen and not have this, like, agenda or, like, we're trying to, like, let me help you. Mm-hmm. Like, get into conversations and just listen. Yeah. Just hear them out.
1: Yeah, I think as married people, we unfortunately have this idea, I don't know, I don't know if it's unfortunate or whatever, but we mm-hmm. go into this mode of, I need to find our, my single friend a spouse. Yeah. You know, I want to be yeah. the matchmaker, matchmaker and everything yeah. like that. And yeah. There's some funny conversations when that happens or whatever. Yeah. but And
0: I think at times it's fine like sure. if they're totally willing to be like set up you sure. know but it can't just be like the main focus exactly. of like what like, you're all t- are always talking about exactly it can't yeah. be the goal yeah the
1: goal in your life is to become married well then after you get married now what you know what i'm <laughs> yeah. saying like no like yeah and the goal of your life is to is to yeah is to be called by god to live out of whatever stage of mm-hmm. life you're in mm-hmm. and to give yourself in that way to other people uh, no matter if you're married or you're single. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, it's embracing where you're at. Yeah. Versus waiting for the next stage or pursuing the next stage. Just, you know, yeah. be okay with where you're at. Mm-hmm. And then with where you're at, how do you then live Right. Uh, a joyful, fulfilling life? Mm-hmm. Uh, for our case, it's man, how can I be a better spouse? Mm-hmm. I want to be the best spouse. Mm-hmm. And then everything surf comes out of that. Mm-hmm. For our friends who are single, it's, man, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to build my community. I'm going to give myself to relationships. I'm going to get... You know whatever therapy I want to get or or self care practices in my life so I can be the healthiest version of myself for the sake of others. You know. Yeah, which
0: is huge. I mean, and that's another thing he talks about is self care. Yeah. Soul care. Soul care and self care. Taking care of yourself, Mm -hmm. taking care of your mind, body, soul, whether it is through therapy, exercising, um, vitamin D, the food that you eat, like that all like comes into it and plays a huge part in um how we're able to even just prioritize yeah our spouse mm-hmm. is if we are if we're taking care of ourselves first mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah. yeah yeah
1: because you you perform or you do yeah. out of who you are right not the other way around i'm not right. what i do and what i perform does not define who i am exactly you know? so yeah um so yeah this is kind of we we want to in the next few episodes we yeah. want to explore some of this a little bit more so yeah we're going to talk a little bit with with um uh some married couples about their vo- you know what it looks like to have a vocation mm-hmm. uh, the calling of being married um mm-hmm. and then we're gonna we wanted to have a couple episodes uh one or two where we talk to some of our single friends and mm-hmm. kind of their experience mm-hmm. as uh unmarried people in in the church and in their communities and yeah. um, embracing what this 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 vocation embracing this calling uh to be where you're at and yeah. be the best version of yourself that you can right for God's glory so yeah i'm excited about that next few episodes Yeah, me too hopefully this conversation helps some of our <laughs> listeners yeah and encourages our listeners to embrace the calling that God's given you in your life to be the be who you are where you're at and not trying to be somebody else or be right you know in the next phase or next stage or whatever yeah
0: yeah and if you're married i think i do want to be sensitive to those that are married and just are in a rough spot in their marriage and this idea of putting your spouse first and that is your vocation is who you are but that's a relationship that brings so much pain yeah and it's so difficult to even just think about like prioritizing that Mm -hmm. or making that like your number one priority because it's so painful yeah and so if you've gotten into just the norm of okay but that's on the side because that is just so hard. Like I, I have friends in marriages like that. Like I understand it. And we've seen that in the church even. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I do, you know, want to say that as dark as it can be, as hard as it can be to even think that your marriage would be this beautiful, could be this beautiful thing. And, um, it could be this incredible gift that God has given you that you flourish in. There's hope. Mm. There's hope. Yeah. Just as there's hope for us as broken humans to be loved by God and um, to have a relationship, there's hope for your marriage. Mm-hmm. And we, our hope and prayer is that um, this could help, even in those marriages that feel like. Stuck. Stuck. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's good. I'd also like to say, uh, lastly, something to those who are in positions and roles of influence and leadership, mm-hmm. whether it be in the church or in schools or in corporate uh, settings or whatever the case may be, uh, to consider, consider your example as uh, a single person mm-hmm. or as a married person um and to think about what it looks like to lead out of a vocation mm-hmm. of being married yeah of your marriage or out of a vocation of your singleness so yeah those are the kind of things that we that that uh in this episode were mm-hmm. exploring
2: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah yeah it's good stuff yeah
0: so i want to say a prayer for our listeners as we close out but i do want to share a psalm nice um, to close us out and to, I love praying through the Psalms. That's one of my favorite things to do. Mm -hmm. And I find that it helps me, um, just connect to God. Um, and this Psalm in particular, um, has been one of my, what do you call it? Like my anchor anchor, Scriptures. Thank you. Like that, huh? Yes. And, and um, no, but it, it has really been my anchor um for our whole marriage, to be honest. Um, because I think a lot of times what I would do is I would um instead of going to God, I would, you know, like, Well, what is, you know, where's Reuben? What does Reuben think? I just need mm. to talk to Ruben. Um, and again, like we are saying, like, yes, prioritize your marriage, but obviously our number one priority is God. And in Psalm 146, it says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. And on that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord, their God. And I love this because it just reminds me that nobody, nothing can fulfill me the way that God can. As much as I love you, as much as our marriage is our earthly priority and our vocation as you are sharing, if I'm not close to God, if I'm not putting him first, then this will not be right. Yeah. And so I just wanted to share that. That's great. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for being our father, for being our refuge, for being our rock. Thank you so much for blessing us day in and day out. And thank you so much for your grace and mercy that shower us every day, God, and that, are, that your blessings and your promises are new and true every morning. Thank you for um, being a God who fulfills us, being a father that um, wants us to live fulfilled lives. And thank you so much for your son, Jesus. Thank you for that sacrifice. Thank you for the forgiveness um, of our sins, God, that we are able to have a personal and direct and amazing relationship with you. And I pray for our listeners, I pray um, for their marriages, I pray for their singleness and their relationship with you, God, that you will be their rock, that you will be their fortress, their fortress God, their, their refuge, their wings, God, that you will be um, their fulfiller. And I love you, and it's in your son's name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you.
1: Thanks.